When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, if you like this podcast, go behind the paywall to get privileged access to the smartest minds in finance. Join the Real Vision community and learn how to become a better investor. Visit realvision.com slash rvpod and use the promo code podcast10 to get 10% off our central membership for the first year. And now to today's episode. Polygon and its token Matic took the world by storm a couple of years ago. And it's a layer two solution that's built on top of Ethereum. And they've made headlines by partnering with some of the biggest people in the world from Disney to to Starbucks to Meta. I really want to find out the story of what this is all about. How do they get here and where the hell they're going? The world of crypto is an incredibly exciting journey that we're all going on together. We don't know where it's leading to, but we know it's gonna be absolutely massive. Join me, Ral Powell, as I guide you on our adventure to discover just what this new world will look like. Anthony, fantastic to have you on Real Vision. Okay, hi, hi, Ral, nice nice to meet you in person. Yeah, nice to meet you. So before we kick off, give us a bit of your background and how the hell you got into this in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I am a very traditional guy. I mean, I was, I was working at, at Deutsche Bank for seventeen years. Uh, oh, I'm so and sorry. What happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I have a good experience. I mean, I, I cannot <laughs> say anything bad about them. And, and yes, it, it's part of our life, no? Wrong. Also, you you were in investment banking, then you have also your past, as we all have. <laughs> no, but but in my case, yes, I mean. Uh, I started in, in, in private wealth, no, in, in Spain. I started an MBA, and then I went to the headquarters in, in Frankfurt. Uh, then there, I was working in... Uh, for me, what, what I have been always very curious is I always want to understand the, how a bank as a whole was working. No? Then mm, not only a single silo, let's say, and then for this reason, I was a couple of years in investment banking, I was in a strategy... I was in risk, and my last uh, my last uh, stage, let's say, or my my last uh, activity was related with with a digital asset platform for corporate banking. Okay, uh, and then why I reached this point is basically because, as I was explaining, in 2011 I finished my MBA, and then I found two colleagues, Jordi and David. No, and then in 2015, Jordi, he was. We were meeting always all the all the eight colleagues from this MBA from this group. We were meeting uh, for a for a dinner uh, and we were speaking about different things. And Jordi was saying to me, Tony, there is one thing named Ethereum that it's an atomic bomb. And I was saying, okay, why? I mean, which is the price? Fifteen cents. And I say, okay, then good luck. But he was telling, but Tony, this allow us to 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 perform smart contracts, everything is programmable, this will change the world. And I was saying, okay, Jordi, because Jordi was the typical 
technical, a little in a good sense, no? but nerdy guy. I mean, the typical guy obsessed with computers. Then six months ago, we met again. Okay, Tony, remember Ethereum? Yes. Uh, which is the price? 1.5. Oh, lucky you. I mean, you were lucky, uh, but I'm doing this and doing that. He was uh, he was involved in a lot of different projects. And then six months later, okay, the price is 15. And then I said, okay, Jordi, we need to talk. <laughs> now, <laughs> now something is happening here. And then thanks to him, I started to attend DevCons, EdCons. I studied a course on, on blockchain development. Very basic, of course. I, I am an economist. I cannot compare to these big guys. Uh, but it's true that... Uh, I decided to be more involved in this world. And then after that, with with Jordi, that, that was more the technical guy, there is another guy that is David. David was working for big uh, uh, corporates related with technology. And then he's the guy who is helping us to organize internally. And then I am the guy who is organizing more externally and, and more the, the structure, if you want. We decided to create a company that was Ident3. And... Our first objective, this was in 2019, was to create solution based on zero knowledge proof. Okay, this technology where you can show that uh, you know something without revealing the data. At the end, you can always answer yes or no, but you cannot lie. I mean, that, that's very important. No? And then our first project was related with identity, identity. We can speak about that later, maybe. And, and yes, uh, if, if I can continue how I arrived to Polygon, what happened afterwards is we realized that in order to vote, you need to scale. And then the second application of the zero knowledge proof, one is identity, is very clear. The second is related with the scalability. And then we decided to create Hermes. Hermes at the end, that we developed Hermes as a, as a payment platform. Originally, it's a voting platform. It's a, it's a way to scale voting. Only, the only thing that we did is we adapted that to a payment platform in order to have some traction and, and, and to have users. No? And, and yes, and, and then two years ago, Jordi especially, I mean, he realized that he was able to create a ZK rollup that is compatible with the Ethereum virtual machine, okay? which means a ZK EVM. Why is this important? Because all the smart contracts that are running on layer one will be able to run in layer two or in this ZK rollup. Okay, this is something that also we can develop during this interview. But yes, my as you can see, when you were asking for my background, is a very traditional one from one guy coming from the finance world, being in each time more involved in, in blockchain and at the end creating a company with two good friends. I mean something so easy like that. And then how how Polygon then? You got to the point where you see Polygon because you're you're creating this um, identity and other things in on blockchain using ZK rollups, looking at that technology, which is very new at that point. I mean, this is very, very new. But then how, why Polygon? What, what happened there? It's, it's very easy. I mean, what, what happened is that Polygon originally was Matic. They were three Indians, Anurag, Sandeep, and, and JD. And they created a sidechain. Okay, this was this was almost uh, five years ago. They started to get some traction, and then during uh, yes, the win the, the the spring of of 2020, uh, a Serbian guy, Mikhailo, arrived and said, "Okay, what we can do more than only a POS 
is like a layer two platform with different scalability solutions, being one POS or proof of stake, that is the, the original that we all know from Polygon, is where the NFTs and, and the DeFi is trading today still, it's very important, but also other solutions like Supernets, other solutions like the ZK Rollups. And then with this, with this spirit, in, in the spring of 2020 and the summer of 2020, Polygon decided to acquire ZK teams, ZK technology. And then they acquired Maiden. This is a team based in the US. What they named uh, Polygon Zero, that is also one team based in the US, uh, uh, Brendan and Daniel. Maiden is, is Bobbin. And then uh, the third group was us, was the Hermes team. And they acquired us. Why? Because what we proposed in, in, in the summer of 2020 was the roadmap to develop the ZKVM, the ZK rollup, totally compatible with Ethereum, that we are the only the only team in the world that, as of today, is able to, to deliver or is in, in a good place to deliver this product. I'm sure that during the next months, a lot of... I, I don't like the, the, the word competitors. No? For me, there, there are partners, other teams, they will develop the same solution. I mean, this, this cake is big enough for all of us. But yes, why why Polygon acquired us was for the solution. And then once we were inside, we realized, okay, guys, we are already part of Polygon. Uh, scalability is the first problem that we need to solve. And But for me, what will bring us to what I name Web 4.0 is the identity factor. No, I mean, scalability is fixed, but the identity solution that Polygon ID can bring, that is a solution based on zero-knowledge proof, uh, without revealing identity, you are it's self sovereign identity. You are taking care of all your data. You are the owner of that. Uh, then we thought, okay, it makes sense to include this in the Polygon family because this will be the next step for for this web 4.0 that I think it will be more real in, in 2024. That's, that's what we have in mind. We're going to come into all of that because, as you know, I'm super interested in all that idea. But talk me a little bit about Polygon itself. What is the vision there? on the overall, and then we'll talk about what your vision was and what this Web4 is. But what is Polygon's vision? What is Polygon out there to do? Because people don't, you know, some people know about it a lot, obviously, and it's been, you know, a very interesting uh, chain, but other people don't know as much about it. So give people the understanding of, okay, what this is and why it matters and what the vision is. Yes. For, I mean, Polygon at the end is a layer two, okay? is is a solution that it helps to to scale Ethereum, so easy like that. Uh, and, and here I think it's important, and, and well, you have been in the markets longer than me, no? but in, in 2019, 20, 2019, the price of Ethereum was at $300, okay? And we agree that there was a beer market, that there was a problem, but for me, the real reason, and I have spoken a lot about that with a lot of people is because people realized that Ethereum was not able to scale. And if it was not able to scale, it was going to die, okay? Very simple, no? Obviously, there are a lot of different reasons. But, but for me, this was very, very, very important. What happened? That in 2020, different teams, and the Ethereum Foundation was there, but and Jordi and other ones, realized that theoretically, there was a solution to fix this, that this the ZK roll-up, okay? Then there was a way to scale Ethereum. But until that day, the only team who was able to scale in a minimum way Ethereum, and still today is the more implemented solution, was the team of Matic. 
And what they did is that they 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 found a good compromise. Okay, they said we have 100 validators. Okay, it's not totally decentralized, but it's still better than one, two, three validators as, as we have seen. And uh, at the same time, uh, this allows us a good finality, a very cheap transactions, and a lot of throughput. Okay, this was the trade-off. And this is done by batching transactions, right? So you use less of the Ethereum chain and you use the layer two. So it, it kind of puts a whole bunch together, batches them, so it's cheaper and faster to do stuff. Exactly. You you gather all these transactions, you synchronize all these, these nodes, these 100 nodes, and then, as this is correct, you send this to, to us in a hash to Ethereum, and this is the anchor or the stamp that shows that everything has been performed in the right way and that if you want to recover, okay. Uh, it, it's For this reason, we say that we are... We are using the, the, the security of Ethereum, because at the end, it's our anchor, okay? I think that's really important. But as I, as I was explaining, no, this was in, in 2019, but in 2020, when, when we saw that there was a, 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 a another a solution, no, a, a scalability solution, they realized that POS was a good solution, maybe for gaming, for DeFi, for, especially for gaming, no? A lot of transactions with very low value, but in the future, for for more, for bigger amounts of transactions with more security was not the ideal solution. And then here is where they decided to acquire ZK Rollups. And at the end of Rollup, it's also a, a, a solution for scalability. And, and explain, here, to people, explain to people what ZK Rollups are, because a lot of people say, oh yeah, ZK Rollups, but they don't know what they mean. So explain what they are and why they're faster. Exactly. No, here... Is is the same is the same way. I mean, here we are gathering thousands of transactions, and through a computation or, or with 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 ZK technology, what they are able to ensure is that all these transactions are, are correct, and then they are sending this hash to to the to the to Ethereum. Okay, and and here in in the optimistic rollups is what they name the 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 proof of fraud. And here, what we are ensuring is that the, the proofs are correct. The ZK Rollup is the, different, the main difference with, with other possible solutions. And, and this is what is, is so powerful because you, you don't need to disclose any data. Everything is, is set up in stone. In, in the future, you can come back and, and retrieve the data if required. But what is more important is that you have the fuel security of Ethereum. Okay? And, and this is the solution that is more, more compatible with the original Ethereum uh, platform, okay? Then, what is important is they realized that they had, when, when I speak that, here we're speaking already about two solutions of layer two. One is the, the POS that I defined, another is the rollup. But also, uh, and this was an, one idea of Mikhailo, especially at the beginning, is you, you can, for a specific use cases, for almost for app chains, you can create what, what we call a supernet, that is, a, a network for your specific use case that afterwards it can be connected with other uh, with other uh, networks or with other uh, supernets in order that they are interconnected but you have the, the ownership in your company somehow of, of of this data and then you don't need to, to share the data with third parties. Then this is the more centralized but the less secure. In the middle we have the POS that is half-half 
And then the last, the, the, the one that is more decentralized and more secure, but also more expensive by definition, is the ZK Rollup. Okay. And then with this, we are offering different scalability solutions to our users or to companies or to games or DeFi that is approaching us, but always with the objective of becoming a layer two for Ethereum. That is our mission. And so it all exists on the same chain, on the same chain, but different solutions of which you can choose what you want from that. No, they, they are different chains, but they are interconnected between them. And then somehow they are, there are breaches that we are creating between them. And then at a certain point, you decide which is the one that is fitting better with what you need, okay? Ne nevertheless, it seems that uh, I think it's very important that, that well, you, you are aware or people know that the ZK Rollup has been in testnet since Christmas, since the 23rd of December. There has been zero downtime. I mean, I think that that's very important. There have been more than 400,000 transactions without any, any error. If, not, if it's not yet deployed, it's because now there are some audits ongoing and for us security is very important and we want to do things in the right way. But yes, I, I don't want to say a specific uh, timeline, no, but let's say in two months, it will be deployed to mainnet that I can, I am quite sure about that. And, and the good thing of the ZK rollup is that any big corporate will be able to create if required their own rollup. Uh, all these rollups will be interconnected between them, or there will be a rollup for gaming, a rollup for DeFi. And anyway, as we are able to batch so much, so many transactions, because there are, there are a lot of technicalities brought by the team of Maiden, by the team of Zero, that is improving a lot all, all the system, the, the price of the transactions will be residual, will be zero, zero, four. I mean, very it will be almost uh, negligible. And with this, what I mean is that we expect that in the future, the major part of the transactions will run on top of the ZK rollups. And in fact, some projections that we have is that in two years, we can multiply by 50 the volume of transactions that currently Ethereum has, okay? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. To give you a perspective about how powerful we think this can be, I think that some people is not realizing how powerful and how disruptive this technology will be for, for Ethereum and for the blockchain world, because it's maybe the tool that will help us to become mainstream. How does value accrue in a layer two world? So Ethereum value is Metcalfe's law and a bunch of other ways of looking at it. But the layer twos are kind of renting block space from do we just have to think of these as entirely separate things? So, or are they interconnected? Does it accrue? To, you know, I just don't know whether the number of transactions, which you'll have a lot more than the Ethereum chain will have, whether that accrues to you, the Ethereum chain, or I don't know. How are you thinking about it? Yeah, here, obviously, tokenomics is one of our challenges. And I think your point is, is a very valid one. 
in fact, uh, we are somehow thinking and uh, thinking on, on what should be what we name Polygon 2.0 and possible to economics, no? Uh, to to somehow create create this whole ecosystem. After the discussions that we have had, I mean, basically layer two, each user, although zero zero four, a negligible price, a residual price will pay for transactions. Okay, that's clear. Then this price, what happens? That with this price, more people wants to become a validator. No, like in Ethereum, it's very similar. No, then more people wants to stake a certain amount. In the case of Ethereum, thirty two. Ethers. In the case of of Matic, we don't have a minimum, but a certain amount of Matic, no, and they will receive a yield uh, that is is related with the number of transactions uh, according according to that. What happens that if if there is more demand because there are more transactions, and at the same time more people wants to become a validator, more people wants to stake tokens, no, then with these two forces. This is what will help to increase the value of of the of the token of of Matic. No? In this case, also in our case or in the zk rollup, uh, we will use ether also as and and with this, what will happen that we will try to increase also the value of Ethereum. Okay, then there is a synergy here between the layer two and Ethereum because at the end we are Ethereum believers and we want to contribute in 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 the development and the security of Ethereum. No? Now. Do you remember that there was the merge, uh, yes, six, seven months ago? And, and these are important things also for us then. In our case, it's very simple also in the future. If, there is, if someone wants to create a tailor-made app chain, uh, they will need to stake an in initial amount of, of, of tokens, of Matic. But if they want to use their own token, if they want to use Ether, if they want to use Matic, we are very agnostic on that. Then for us, what is important is to have transactions. And, and for this reason, the fact that, that I mean, now we have more than 220 uh, million uh, smart contracts deployed on, on top of Ethereum, we have 180 million users. And then we are the most used uh, platform in thanks mainly to NFTs and DeFi. This is what we want to continue doing. And, and, and this is our objective, bring uh, Incumbents bring the mainstream force to 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 Polygon in order that the the token is accruing value through this through this mechanism that I I just explained to you. The Polygon team have been astonishingly good with business development. Yeah, yes. I mean, here uh, I I think that Sandeep is is the master and commander. I mean, he's he's one of the three Indian guys, and and when I am with him, he's well, he's unbelievable, and I, I can tell you, eh, and and I hope it, it doesn't sound in the wrong way, but I think we have brilliant, brilliant technical guys. I think that what David, Jordi, Brendan, Daniel, and Bobby are doing, JD, is amazing. But after that, what maybe also people is not realizing is that we have an extraordinary BD team. Uh, as I said, is 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 led by by Sandeep. He's, this guy is everywhere, and and he's closing deals. Uh, like well, he he's it's difficult to follow his his rhythm. Let's say, also now we, uh, I mean, no, he also we, we hired Ryan in that is the president of, of Polygon Labs, and and he's helping a lot also to to add some structure, and he's also 
now uh, helping a lot on, on the deals, but uh, in the last months and before we had the structure that we have today, uh, the way that, that Sandeep has created this team, his hunger, his way to, to onboard as many uh, companies as possible has been outstanding, I should say. Yeah, because I've not seen as good BD. The two best BD teams I've seen really are, are you guys and Solana, um, where you struck big deals with big people, um, while a lot of others haven't managed to do that. And it's, you know, it's incredible to see. I mean, it's obviously, you know, the fact that Polygon is a great product, it's very fast, it's very efficient, you know, it's an easy sell as well. No, well, I think that here some there are some deals that are more to give visibility, if you want. Sure. I mean, they, they are important, no? but Starbucks, at the end, was is, what is showing to the world that we are able to create a loyalty program on top of Polygon, no? And that it's very basic. The Disney Accelerator uh, also uh, deal. Uh, also, but, but at the same time, I mean, we are trying to bring Obviously, all the ones related with DeFi and gaming. I mean, the, the major part of the games are on top of, of Polygon. I mean, it's it's we are one of the big players there, no? But also, maybe they are not so famous, no? But also the case of Reddit. That the case of Reddit, by the way, was really organic. It was the I mean, we were a little bit surprised also internally because it was more the community that decided to to mean the NFTs on top of Polygon, which is which is great news, no? I mean, we had some discussions, but. This one is really, really organic. And that's a but, really big thing, I think. People don't really okay. understand. I've been following this because I've got this other business, Science Magic Studios. I think we're speaking to you guys already on a bunch of things. And I've said, look, Reddit is the prime example of how to do this carefully and well for somebody who's not native in the Web3 space. I think it was brilliant. Yeah, I, I, for us, it has been a great use case, but maybe also... When, when I joined, what, because coming especially from the banking world, no, what I tried is to onboard all these incumbents, no, all, all the financial institutions. And here, maybe we did an, an experiment in, or we did a POC in, in Singapore with J.P. Morgan. Uh, and, and there, in, during a fair, the, we issued a, C, a CBDC or a stable coin, and it was able to be traded in, during this fair, and to spend according to, to certain in certain uh, venues, which was great. And I can tell you that now we see a lot of movement or a lot of um, traction in asset tokenization. I think that's very important. Payments, uh, data management. That's something that maybe people doesn't realize. But the way how you monetize the data of uh, your users how you provide a better service to them without disclosing the data, that is very powerful. And, and as I was saying, you know, this, this loyalty and rewards program, I think that's, that's very powerful. It's something that is coming. Obviously, as you were saying, you know, we, can, we can speak also about the deal with Meta, the deal with Stripe. The, these are giving us a lot of visibility. This, they are great, and, and we are very proud. I mean, in, in, with, with the Meta team, I was also heavily involved, and they are very nice guys, nothing bad to say about them. But for me, it's more what is hidden below the surface, what is coming, and, and I, I think it's, it's very powerful. Now, you've spoken to the financial institutions. We talk about Singapore. I just had Sopnendu Mahanti on again, who's the chief fintech officer, lovely guy, and he kind of really understands this. And he's blown away by India, where the rest of your guys are, where there's a huge revolution going on. 
but you've dealt with a lot of the financial institutions. Where are they in thinking about, we're seeing some people putting some assets, testing it out, but really the whole securities industry, the derivative industry, all of this should be on chain. And yes. where are you when you have those conversations? Because I know there's a team at NASDAQ looking to this. There's a team at the London Stock Exchange, but nobody's moving. And Australia just stopped their project. Exactly. No, precisely, well, one hour ago or two hours ago, I was one, one of the top five big banks, I can tell you, and the use case was this one on options and derivatives. Yeah. Because because it's, it's NFTs. so obvious. They're... Exactly. I mean, it's oh, so wait, obvious. OTCs are NFTs. Just change totally. the name. Totally. Exactly. I mean, it's what I told them. I mean, you, obviously, you are the masters. You, you are the ones who know the product, but we have the technology. I mean, we can help you with, with NFTs. We have the platform. Also, we're speaking that maybe we can create a, a super net or a Zikero Lab specific for them. I mean, we have everything. But also, I mean, in the last year, I can tell you that I have spoken with a lot of regulators, with a lot of... Uh, uh, the, the question for the financial institution is precisely that, no? is the regulation. I mean, they are very, very scared, uh, and especially, and you know that better than me, I mean, after 2008, all of them are very scared with possible fees. In fact, uh, a lot of them ha have paid, and I know very well... That, billions and billions uh, and billions. Billions of billions that were impacting in, in bonuses and uh, and the results of the company. I mean, that, that's very clear. And my my impression is that they know that this, this is happening. They don't want to lose uh, the opportunity. Here, everybody wants to be the second, but nobody wants to be the first. That, that's what my point. I mean, all of them are ready to jam, but all of them are looking to one eye to the regulator. And for this reason, I mean, I have been speaking with central banks. I, in, in my case, I have been speaking with, with members of the, of the UK Parliament, for example, with, with members of the, of the European Parliament. And what I'm trying to explain is I cannot influence what they decide because they, they are more clever than me. But at least I'm trying to explain that this technology, if used in a, in, in, in a good way, like all the technologies, could be very helpful. Obviously, used in the wrong way, like all the technologies, could, could create a lot of problems. No? But uh, I, I think that legislators and regulators need to be more clear, need to, to, to set up the, the, the a basis that, okay, the banks and the financial institutions are, are confident about what they are doing. They are not going to be penalized. And then after that, they are ready to, to jump to this world. My guess is we're going to have to see leadership from either Singapore, Switzerland, or maybe even India um, to show how this technology is used for settlement, how much capital it frees from the system from not having T plus two settlements, all of that stuff for margin, for derivatives, all of that stuff. We need somebody to do it because it feels that the US doesn't want to regulate because it's scared. Um, you know, speaking to Sopnendu, same thing. Is like the US is not really interested, but Switzerland, Singapore, India, and a few others are like, you know, we can move this forwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm living in Switzerland, and or our company is, is located in Switzerland, and then there I have spoken a lot with the SDX, with the Stock Exchange for Digital Assets of Switzerland. They are very open. They understand the product. Singapore, as I told you, know these two use cases that we have done. Uh, are in Singapore with financial institutions. I think still, I, I am more positive maybe than you on UK, 
I still yeah. That, I, I, Rishi Sunak I, likes it, right? He gets yeah. it. He's, an, he's and, a head fund guy. And and obviously they they lost after the Brexit, no? They lost a lot of business from the city, and they need to to do something different to recover that. And, and blockchain to become a, a hub for blockchain could be a perfect opportunity. Why not? And and at least they have the flexibility to try to do it. I don't know what they will do, and and it, this is a midterm uh, shot, no? Uh, also, uh, very important, Middle East, the, the guys uh, yeah. are very, Dubai very and Abu Dhabi. Dubai, Abu Dhabi, now Saudi Arabia, they are calling us, they are very interested in projects they want to implement. India, maybe, I don't know, India, the question is that the, 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 the developer basis is so powerful, but the government seems a little bit reluctant, no? Let's see, let's see which one is more powerful at the end. But, but they're just yes, launching it, a CBDC. And yeah. Sotnendu showed me the application. It's an unbelievable app. He couldn't believe it. He's like, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. So yeah. they are going that way. So it kind of makes sense. I agree. I agree. And you are right also. But, well, let, let's see, because you know, and, and you have spoken about that in the past, about programmable money, no? And also China is launching a CBDC, and, and they will be able to, to trace all our movements. And, and for example, in, in this case, I think that, the 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 somehow the the privacy that zero knowledge is providing could be very useful that doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want on you, you can be always in a in a black market because if required uh, law enforcement with certain mechanisms uh, uh, can should be able to 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 understand to guess or to, to have information about which is the, the malicious actor that there is behind. I mean, there are mechanisms to protect the, 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 peop, the, the people who is doing the, the, the right thing. We gave up all our privacy when we took mobile phones and we used Google. I mean, you know, there's a friend of mine who has a whole business that all it does is look for mobile phones, big data patterns and figures out who's the criminal making calls with the connections and all of this stuff. And all the police forces use it. So we all think that it's about privacy of money. I was like, we gave away our privacy yes. 15 years well, ago. It went. Yes, and but we have still somehow the dream that, okay, of course you should do the things in the right way and, and you should be whitelisted. No, I mean, I should pass, for example, when I go to, to whatever, to HSBC, I pass my KYC. But if afterwards... I want to go to Santander or to Deutsche Bank. Why I need to pass the KYC again? The only thing that they need to know is that I passed the KYC. Yes, then I'm going listed. That's all the thing that they need to know. That brings us on to the next part, right? The yeah. thing that you're working on, this kind of Web4 ID and identi identity and KYC. You know, India did it, but not on blockchain. And they've got something called India Stack and this Hadar system where you can use your fingerprint and it'll give you KYC to the bank. You can open the bank account in seconds. Now, that's a centralized system, et cetera, et cetera. But the technology is now here to do this at scale. One of the reasons why institutions can't use DeFi is because of KYC and AML. But the technologies exactly. you've got can solve for this and keep everybody hidden from who they are. So it's not like, oh, JP Morgan's coming into to borrow money or lend money on that platform. So let's just talk about the finance side, then we'll get into the big ID conversation as well, because I think that's really important. Maybe in this specific use case, no, but we want to be the, the entry door for Web3, okay? What this means, obviously this KYC with a bank is the last stage, is the more complicated one. I mean, I have spoken with the FCA in UK, and it's, it will be very complicated. Nevertheless, 
it's doable, which is different. No, but for example, we will start with gaming. In gaming, you need to know that I am older than eighteen, that that I am not from well, one one country. Then I pass one Q, very simple QIC. I am whitelisted through a zero knowledge proof, but I am owner of my identity. Then. When I go from one game to the other, I can show you that I, pa I passed a KYC with another game. This will be the first stage. Second stage, DeFi, and you were saying that, is maybe there will be, I need to add a proof of address, no? normally. That's something very typical. Then I will be able to show that I passed my proof of address from Switzerland. And then, bam, from there, you, you, I will have the second level. Then Polygon ID, right now, our objective is to become the entry door for Web3, okay, where you have the ownership of your data, but you are able to interact with different with different uh, web pages. So my theory on this is this is, and you might have heard me talk about this. This is really fucking urgent because we have the U.S. election in two years' time. We have AI that now scales, so you have no idea what content or who is real and who's not what is propaganda what is not and i don't think the governments are prepared to go into an election it was hard enough to deal with facebook two elections ago let alone this and so i i think it's urgent that we have some form of authentication of people and content which is you know i i think what you're trying to solve here and i've i thought about this at length and I thought the only way of doing this to onboard this many people into Web3 is to go to Google, Amazon, Microsoft, um, Facebook, and get them all together, and Twitter maybe, get them all together and say, will you accept each other's token? So I can use yeah. my Amazon. So I do my KYC on Amazon. Zero knowledge. I can then go to Twitter and log in, and it knows it's me but it doesn't have to see me because it's zero knowledge. And so therefore, everywhere I operate, whether it's in a game or anything else, because this is three and a half billion people, but let's assume they can do, you know, three, 400 million people pretty fast by using a, a token system and they allow it to be interoperable. That's the key thing, because the Amazon one must be interoperable with Google and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, you, you can imagine, I mean, this will be massive, no? I mean, the, the question here, and because we, we have spoken with some of these companies, no, is um, if they really want to do it, that's the first question. And, and also, the problem of these big companies is that they are very slow, no? Is that, uh, and, and that we are able to create this alliance somehow, it seems difficult to me. But, but I agree with you that in this world where, they can manipulate us through our data, and then you is exactly what you were explaining. A solution where you can, and and this is exactly what happened to us, no? Somehow is uh, okay. If you remember, there, there were some some different opinions on 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 Catalan independence and and politicians. Uh, and okay, here you can have your view. I mean, I, I, I am I am not trying to convince anyone, and, and I have obviously my one. But more than that is what what we were thinking at that time, and, and this can apply to another of places around the world. Is you should be able to vote on what you want, obviously in a responsible way, with respect, 
being able to, to, to argue and to explain your reasons. But, uh, and, and this applies to, to a lot of, 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 of countries or, or, I mean, or of cultures around the world. But the fact that we can create uh, this kind of privacy, uh, I, I think it's something almost mandatory in the current world. Otherwise, it seems to me that, as you were saying, it will, it will be very easy, easy to manipulate, honestly. Yeah, we saw it from Brexit. We've seen it in Spain. We've seen it in anywhere where there's a a you know a very polarized view. We found yes. other state actors in the middle manipulating people's opinions to make them angry with each other. Yeah, exactly. Because it breaks the fabric of society. So it's very advantageous for whoever, without naming any of these big sovereigns, to do this because it yeah. weakens the country. And, and I'm really worried about the AI element now because of how fast these things can scale. I can create video content within the next six months. It can use an algorithm and say, every single person who has this kind of view, send them this, these guys do that. Do... And we have no idea. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And also, yes, with, through AI, exactly. I mean, I mean, your image, will be able to say to to say what these people wants to listen i mean is if you think about it we should be a little bit scared for yeah, because you can have to protect joe biden saying we're going to nuke russia it can be looking exactly like cnn headlines and you'll see it on your twitter feed you won't think i need to check cnn and here's joe biden telling you something and it's it's all possible now so totally yeah no th th this is a, one of our concerns and and here we are trying to create all this structure. Nevertheless, it's true uh, that still 2023 will be the year of the of the implementation of scalability. It should be the year of the implementation of the roll-ups. I think that's something critical without because without the roll-ups, there is not option also to expand the, any identity solution. I think that's our priority. But yes, this is something that we are already working on for for the for the midterm. And how does it work when? Ethereum themselves have their own roll-ups. Does it, does it matter? You know, there's plenty of room for everybody, you think? You know, how, how are you thinking through the evolution of the space? Here is, is what I was trying to, to explain. And, and in fact, for example, when, when Jordi was in the ideation phase of the ZK roll-up, he was working very closely with Barry Whitehead, that is from the Ethereum Foundation. I mean, as I say, we, we are friends, no? and, and we are colleagues, and we are partners in this journey. And as I always try to explain, no, is now we are fighting for this piece of cake, no? the polygons, solanas, and arbitrums of the world. But once we have this scale, if we work together, also if somehow we are able to explain to regulators the good things of the blockchain. I mean, we're able to explain why, because I always, if you... I always speak about infrastructure. I'm not speaking about uh, any kind of speculation. I mean, we are building product. That's what we are doing. Nothing else, nothing more. Technology, then, yeah. Exactly, technology. Then this cake can multiply and could be a whole city. I mean, then for me, there is place for everyone. And, and I can tell you, we are open source totally. I mean, I think that's very important. Everyone can go and look to our prover that is working can access to our code. Obviously, uh, what we are not allowing is that one guy take it, uh, copy it, and it says that it's their own work. No? Then for this reason, there is a special license that is not allowing this, but 
you can take and, and you can create your own rollup if you are doing that for yourself or or or, or to develop uh, your your own technology. I mean that's that's not a problem for us. Then we are very open to the community. We are receiving a lot of feedback from developers. And for me, if we are able to multiply the the this cake, uh, the growth will be exponential. Then we are working together. And if Ethereum uh, has rollups, it's better for all of us because we will have rollups on top of Ethereum also. I wrote an article about this um, in Global Macro Investor just last weekend. And how I'm trying to explain this to people is Ethereum is the digital nation state. And you are building businesses within that country. So you might yes. be Microsoft or Google within the United States building on the infrastructure of the education system and the financial system and all of the things that are there that create the, make the United States a very good place to build a business. You're doing the same in Ethereum. And what happens is everybody can do well. You can build all these businesses in this Ethereum digital state. And that's what the really, really big thing is here. And yeah, uh, and, and maybe to, to, to say in a different way what you just said, no? but to be clear, Polygon is the execution layer. For this reason, okay, there, are, there is Supernet, there is Rollups, there are uh, POS, but we are the execution layer. The value will be here. No? You will be able to transact. Bam, bam, bam. What will happen? That at a certain point, we gather all these transactions and, and the notary service is Ethereum. Bam. And then you have the security of that. But what I expect, and maybe, okay, if, if it's an NFT that the value is 10 million, you prefer to do the transaction in Ethereum because it's more secure. No? But basically, for me, the execution layer will be Polygon or any other layer to then layer two. So is it like that? Final question. What are you the most excited about? When you're looking at all of this, right, you've got so many opportunities ahead. And I'm not talking about what Polygon's most excited about. What are you personally thinking... This is this is going to be really cool. Well, honestly, I can tell you why I started this with Jordi, and this is this is the truth. No, I mean because we we had all different reasons to start, but at the end, my my life okay was not perfect. But I mean, and you have been in in a bank. My position was quite good. I was living in Germany with my family. Nothing bad, but in for me, it's legacy is to, to live a better world. And, and specifically in my case, uh, where they unbank it, okay? And then I was thinking, because if we are honest, maybe you and I, that we are living in developed countries, we don't need blockchain. In the sense that with our credit card, we can go everywhere, we can pay in dollars, we can pay in euros, in Swiss francs. Obviously, we, we love or we like DeFi, we like investing, I, I like it, uh, but when I am thinking in countries without infrastructure, when I am thinking in these two million people without identity, okay? Last year, I was one year through through Africa, and I, I will tell you three very specific use cases, no? I was in Natsivale, it's the biggest refugee settlement in the world, almost 200,000 people living there without identity, which means that they have no access to, to a bank account, Okay. Then you can imagine. Uh, second thing, uh, uh, we were in, in Kenya. In Kenya, the, the woman, normally our woman, are picking the grains of coffee by hand. I didn't know, but they are, they are doing that by hand, normally with a kit on the back. They are receiving $1 per day. You can imagine if through blockchain we can create a traceability that ensures that the coffee is coming from here through 
legal conditions, whatever. And we are able to somehow disintermediate uh, or, or, or that the, the fees of the middlemen are lower and more value is coming to this initial farmer who is going to the harvest. You can imagine the impact of that. And the third use case, I was in Zimbabwe, uh, one of the poorest countries in the world. The remittances, uh, they are charging 28% or, uh, fees to the remittances. And when when you can do that on top of Polygon with a stable coin, I don't care which is stable coin. And honestly, if at the end it's not Polygon and it's another, I don't care. But I am trying to bring very clear used cases where I am very, very excited and what I think we need to solve. Obviously, in the meantime, to have adoption, and we need to, to onboard gaming, we need to onboard DeFi, we need to onboard in companies, asset tokenization, payments, what I was telling you. But if somehow we can bring this technology to these people or the financial repression in South America, it's also a use case where we are working with local people no? to, to help there, you know, the inflation, and, and, and the stable coin is something that is very helpful for them. Then if we are able to solve problem for real people without infrastructure, that's what is really driving me every day. That's, that's the real answer. That's an amazing vision. Listen, really fantastic to talk to you. I'm just really excited about what you guys are doing and uh, just good luck with everything. Good luck with the launch of the, of the Zero Knowledge you know, it's a big step. The space has been waiting for this whole evolution. It's been talked about and worked on by people like you guys for a long time now. So, you know, it's the next step of what I think comes. And I think it'll play a big part of the narrative as, uh, you know, because it's a very narrative-driven space. I think it'll play a big part of the narratives going forwards because it's a it's an entirely new step change, much like the Layer 2s were, you know, three years ago. It was a big step change. There's another one coming, and it's really exciting to see. Yeah, the, the, honestly, well, thank, thanks for having me here. It's a privilege. And in this space, everything is going so fast. I mean, two, two years ago, we had nothing. Or one and a half years ago, we had nothing. We're starting to code. When I see where we are, uh, this is thanks to the amazing technical team and, and all these brilliant minds. Uh, yes, I, I hope that in one year, we, we can speak again. Maybe I can give you an update. Maybe the entity is already there. I hope that is the world of the ZK Roland is already uh, deployed and, and creating a lot of use cases. I think that could be very interesting. I think 2023 is the year of the scalability and the rollups. Let's be let's be focused on that. But but yes, thanks for having me here and and, and yes, looking forward to, to speak again. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the story as it develops. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Raul. My key takeaways from this is really how fast these guys are moving. All of the various attack vectors they've got to expand the usage of this chain and how they're so open-minded to everybody else in the space. And let's say, let's do this together. And I love Anthony's broader vision of how he can really help people. You know, this space gets financialized really fast. But there's a real kind of societal critical mission here. I also think that the identity conversation, one of the things that I've been talking about a lot, is a really important conversation. And I'm hoping people watching this are starting to realise the scale of which we come at this problem and how fast it's coming. And that I know there's a lot of people working on the technology in the space, but we need adoption at scale. 
as opposed to trying to find some small use cases. And we need people like Polygon to solve this. Uh, I know it's a lot of responsibility, but somebody's going to have to do it because if not, we could break society apart.